Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Woso Daily. I am Joey, back again with Claire to discuss three matches that occurred yesterday and three still to come today. First of all, Claire, how are you doing? Good, good. Happy Friday. How are you? Happy Friday. I'm doing pretty well, uh, ready to dive into these games. I think there's no better place to start than certainly one of the more exciting games of the tournament so far, and that was Argentina and South Africa drawing 2-2. Once again, South Africa break our hearts as they go up 2-0 late in this one. It was 70th minute. They were still up 2-2, and then a banger from Sofia Braun, and then an uh, equalizer five minutes later from Nunez. And Argentina somehow grab a point in this one. A pretty anticlimactic result in terms of uh, the group standings. But Claire, I'm just so sad for South Africa. Oh my gosh. Between this and Sweden, it seems like South Africa have just kept managing to snatch snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Like, their late game management, I feel like, has been one of the biggest questions or problems of this tournament ellis and i their manager i have a little bit of beef with him yeah that was just like i i don't come on you're up to now like yeah on. And, and they they started up on sweden too like yes poor banyana banyana and i would say up to that around the time of that first Argentina goal, the tide had been shifting very firmly towards Argentina. But up to that point, South Africa had had most of the chances. They had been, you know, attacking-wise, running all over Argentina. Uh, Caglana had had a couple nice looks and then finally got her goal. But then the, the second that that Argentina goal went in, everything turned toward Argentina, and it looked like they were... It was just a matter of time until they got the equalizer. But, Clara, in terms of how this will shape up for Group G, with Sweden and Italy still to play today and on three points, and now that South Africa and Argentina have played two games and are only on one point apiece, it's really looking like Sweden and Italy are going to advance from this group, which is unfortunate given you know how good that game was. It's going to produce probably the least exciting result for this group. Yeah, so I think I'm a little more optimistic on drama there. It'll depend on what goes on with Sweden and Italy overnight tonight, because I expect Sweden to win that one. And then it still puts Italy and South Africa kind of playing to, I think South Africa can still advance if they beat Italy. But it's definitely not the result they wanted. It's They really could have cemented themselves in a good position here and in the Sweden game, to be honest, with that 90th minute win for Sweden, they could have put themselves in a position to be ready to advance. And now they're hoping on a Sweden win and maybe being able to fight for their lives. Yeah, that seems to be what it is. And I, I listen, for South Africa's sake, for the sake of excitement in this group, I also want a Sweden win. Because then, like you said, it would be Italy on three points and South Africa on one. And so South Africa, with a win, would just straight up advance. Goal difference wouldn't matter. And to be fair, if Italy beats Sweden or, you know, there's some uh, maybe a draw there and then some math would have to work out. But Argentina obviously could still advance too if kind of the Mm -hmm. reverse situation happens. So, yeah, like you said, still something to play for in this group. But certainly if either of these teams had taken three points, this would have been a a three-legged race to the death, probably, um, in Group Definitely. G. Definitely. 
Yeah, and then Sweden and Italy played a night, and we'll touch on that in just a minute. But yeah, that 2-2 draw, unfortunate for South Africa, but they couldn't quite hold on. And this in this one, they take a point of what really should have been three. We can move on, talk England and Denmark. England, 1-0 winners, a great goal by Lauren James, just six minutes in was all the scoring in this game. But I think the real storyline that's going to come out of this one is not just the fact that England are on six points and seem basically destined to advance, but that they will be, looks like without Kira Walsh, who pulled up with, it looked like a terrible knee injury. She knew right when she went down. So scary scenes for her and for England. And it's sad to see a player of that quality go out. Yeah, I think the biggest storyline is definitely Walsh, but I want to give Lauren James her flowers. She got a great goal. She didn't start for them in their first game, so England definitely made adjustments for this one, and the adjustments worked. But between the Walsh injury and England's ongoing open play scoring problem, the favorite of a lot of people are just not looking that favoriting anymore to me what about you what are your thoughts joy i don't think that you can really classify them as in a great position at this point because when you are without kira walsh who's a monster in the midfield and then you're without you know any real attacking flair outside of lauren james had a couple individual moments in this game that made it clear why she got the start but they didn't have a ton of chances to score again, even though they were pretty dominant possession-wise with 71%. They really only managed 13 shots. And when you have 71% possession, you want to be piling on the shots, piling on the pressure. And it just seems like England isn't quite capable of producing the chances that they should. And so it just seems inevitable that if they give up one or two goals due to the fact that they have... Um, that beaten back line without with those injuries and those players that were out coming in uh, to the tournament and now without Kira Walsh in midfield, it seems like they might not be able to get the goals going forward to compensate. Yeah, that's the big concern with this English team. Like, they weren't able, pre-World Cup, they weren't able to really get points against Australia or Portugal. They've scored on Haiti and Denmark, but Haiti and Denmark great teams. I'm so excited for Haiti's performances. We'll get to their heartbreaker this morning in a little bit, but those are not the teams you want to only be putting one goal against if you're trying to win the World Cup. And it's not like Denmark was devoid of chances either. They could have scored uh, on a number of occasions, and England pretty lucky that they didn't as the game uh, progressed, but Outside of that Lauren James goal, there weren't any cards, there weren't any, you know, penalties or VAR decisions. It was a pretty boring game um, Mm -hmm. outside of that James goal. So uh, good for her coming in and, you know, producing, uh, you know, good moments in attack for England. I thought she was their, certainly their best attacker, but yeah, uh, unfortunate uh, for Kira Walsh. I think a lot of those headlines about this game, because of how boring the game was, are going to focus on England moving forward and it seems, I'm not sure we've gotten confirmation, but it seems very likely as she would stretch it off that this will be her final game of this tournament. So super, super sad for her. Um, and for England, even though they are uh, first in the group, six points, it'll take a lot for them not to go through at this point. Um, man, it, it seems like they won't, uh, or their favorite status, like you said, has been greatly reduced. 
Yeah, they're looking at most likely Australia or Nigeria next game. Those teams have shown that they can score goals. I think those are possibly tougher challenges than they've faced in this group. And Walsh is probably one of their most irreplaceable players. They can fidget around with the attack a little bit and who's in their front line. But that's just like a heartbreaker and really a hope destroyer for them if she's truly out. And of course, our thoughts are with her as she's dealing with that nasty looking injury. For sure. Yeah. And like you said, uh, Nigeria or Australia in uh, the round of 16, probably as things are shaping up, it looks like. And we know how dangerous that Nigeria team is. We just saw them beat Australia, put up three goals in Australia. So, again, it, I don't think that mm-hmm. the England team is in a position to score three if they're going to let up three. Um, and Australia, maybe with Sam Kerr, you know, one of those two teams is going to prove a major test for this team. And probably, like you said, a greater test than anything they face in this group so far. And we can move um, to that Haiti uh, game like you uh, brought up earlier. China... One no winners over Haiti. Wang Shuang buried a penalty that was awarded due to VAR in uh, the 74th minute. Uh, China actually picked up an early red card in this game that was given due to VAR. A nasty challenge, straight leg into the knee um, from the Chinese player. Uh, so as Zhang Rui was sent off on 29 minutes, Haiti had some good looks, even as they did against uh, Denmark looked uh destined to maybe bag a goal or sorry uh, as they did against England looked like they could have bagged a goal and as the game uh progressed in the second half stoppage they had one penalty that was initially given on the field called back due to VAR I thought that was absolutely the wrong decision on the field I thought the referee had made the right call then they had another uh look where the Haitian player went down in the box and the ref again did not award a penalty or go to VAR. I thought it easily could have been another penalty. So I feel like Haiti got extremely unlucky in this one to at least not take one point, if not all three. But for them, they are going to be eliminated from this tournament. And how unfortunate, because this team, I think, has put together some really good performances and has been unlucky not to grab one or three points in both of them. No, it's just a heartbreaker for Haiti. The Dumornay injury, they've just really suffered bad luck and some officiating things that really could have gone their way. And I just feel so bad for such an exciting young team. I hope to see more from Haiti, too, soon. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, Dumornay was subbed in on uh, 46 minutes in this one. Uh, they said on the broadcast that she was sitting due to an injury, but then she did come on. Uh, that that front line with Borgella, Mondesir, they they still started um, this one, and then Dumornay came on. Haiti had their chances, man, and really, I think if they get that penalty in the ninety third, uh, they could have gone and gotten a winner uh, because there were nine minutes of additional time and then extra due to that VAR mm-hmm. check. I think it was really unfortunate for Haiti, and then obviously they were up, you know, a woman for the majority of the game, basically 60 minutes. So mm-hmm. they could have gotten a goal anywhere in that time. And you could say that by not getting a goal, you know, with that uh, advantage, they kind of put themselves in that situation, but they still, I think should have gotten that penalty. And if they converted, it would be looking different for them. But for China, it must be said, this is a big three points because now they are level on points and goal difference with Denmark. 
and are right there uh, to advance out of this group if they get a result on the final day against England. So, uh, I mean, for China, even though we talk about how disappointing this is for Haiti, Claire, this is a really big result. Yeah, China's historically been a women's team with some power. It would be I didn't have them getting out of this group, but it would be fun to see them get a result against England and pull ahead of Denmark. It's definitely a possibility with the state of the English team we talked about. They should be given their flowers, too, especially playing one down for most of that game. Yeah, I mean, playing one down um, and then still finding a way to grab that goal while you're down. Like, they, they didn't grab it before uh, the red card. So, shout out to China, Wang Shuang, Racing Louisville, uh, bearing that penalty. She's been the best Chinese player of uh, the tournament, and she got the goal that keeps them uh, right here in the thick of things as we head into the final match day in Group D. We can move on to the game still to come, and the first one is those other two teams in Group G. Uh, that Argentina-South Africa group like we talked about. Sweden and Italy play at 3.30 a.m. on the East Coast. This is a battle between the two top teams in that group that both are on three points after uh, one-goal wins in their first game. So, Claire, what do you uh, think about this game? As it, it, I would have Sweden as the favorites, and the betting lines agree. But after that first game, they certainly didn't look as strong as some people thought. I expect Sweden to show out, show up and show why they're a contender in this tournament during this one, to be honest. I have long thought this group was kind of Sweden and everybody else. That South Africa team has shown us that they are trying to fight for it. They are a contender. I don't think that 2-1 result looks nearly as bad because South Africa has shown they can score. I really think Sweden comes out, gets a result, reminds us that they are that team that kind of walloped the U.S. in the Tokyo Olympics and strikes some fear into our hearts. Yeah, I agree. And I, I initially, like you said, coming in this group, I thought it was Sweden and everyone else. But then after that first match, it got me scratching my head a little bit. It, you know, you were down 1-0 to South Africa in the second half. It took a 90th minute winner to get all three points. So I was, I was waffling a little bit. I'm like, why is, uh, so why did Sweden get that result in the first game? But it seems at this point that South Africa is a strong team. And that was more so Sweden maybe being caught off guard and then eventually fighting back and getting the win more so than them just not being up to the level. So I think that Sweden should win this game. I think Italy struggled uh, to get all three against Argentina. It took an 87th minute goal off a corner, I believe, uh, to get the job done in that one. So I would certainly favorite Sweden in this one. And with three points, Sweden would easily uh, advance into the round of 16 to play whoever the second place team is in the United States group. Uh, At this point, it's the Netherlands. Hopefully it stays that way. Uh, And then for Italy, it would catapult them assuming that they lose catapult them into a uh, game that they must get a result against South Africa if they want to advance so a lot to play for in this game Claire oh yeah a lot to play for we will want to be watching the results of that Sweden Italy one pretty closely because that could be that's likely either one of those teams is likely a U.S. matchup in the round of 16 yep hopefully the second team in that group though if the U.S. do slip 
up in some manner against Portugal or if Netherlands just light up Vietnam, it would be the first team in that group. So hopefully the U.S. does not have to play Sweden in the round of 16. Um, And then the second game of the day at 6 a.m. on the East, so maybe an early wake-up call on a Saturday if people want, uh, is the marquee matchup maybe of the entire group stage. It's France and it's Brazil, two of the best teams in all of women's football, square off in the group stage in a match that France really needs to win because Brazil with the comfortable 4-0 win over Panama in the opening game, but France with the 0-0 draw against Jamaica set it up that if Brazil wins this game, France could be looking at a very early exit in this tournament. So a ton to play for in this game with two of the world's best teams. Claire, I am so excited for this one. Oh, this one I've had circled on my calendar since the World Cup started as wake up for this one. It's going to be fun. This France team, they're under Renard now. Hopefully the vibe's at least a lot better under Hervé Renard. They're missing some key attackers. So that's always a concern if you're looking at a team going up against Brazil who have no Darth of attackers. But I'm really excited to see this firepower Brazil team over up against this defense on France. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree because we uh, this Brazil team, just beautiful moments of magic in that first game. And it just looks so fluid for them. And this will be the real test. If they're able to score or at least produce good looks in the way that they did against uh, Panama in this game against France, then... I think the entire world should be scared of this Brazil team because they looked like they could cause a ton of problems. For France, Claire, it was a nil-nil draw in the first one. Completely disappointing result from what we expected from this team. So what do you think they're going to need to do to score some goals and get back some of that mojo that we saw that they've had in years past? So France was really unlucky and that they lost one of their best attackers due to injury. literally in like world cup training camp like there was a calf injury and she couldn't come back they're missing Amandine Henri they're missing some attacks so they're going to just have to try to find a way to score goals and Brazil is kind of a good spot to try to find a way to secure goals I don't think anybody's questioning that Brazil's attack can go far they're questioning how much their defense can hold down so that's what France would have to figure out is continue their quest of figuring out how to score goals, missing some of their best attackers. And then it's going to be Brazil's defense's chance to show that they are ready to show up on the big stage if they want to make a deep run in this tournament. I have a question for you, Joey. Are there any players on this matchup that you're really excited to watch for this one? I mean, after that first game, it's hard for me not to say Ari Borges for Brazil because she had the hat trick and an assist in that one. And so it's really tough for me to not to look at her as a player to watch, because she's coming into this game with easily the most momentum of any one of the 22 players that's going to take the field. So I am kind of looking at her to spark the attack for Brazil. I, I just think that based off her first uh, the performance that she put out in the first game, she's put a spotlight on herself. Yeah, she's been on fire in a couple of NWSL players I want to shout out. Caroline had some good looks in that first Brazil match. 
And she has been lighting up the NWSL in the Golden Boot race. She's plays more in the midfield for Brazil, but she's definitely someone I would want to watch. And then Sabinha in the attack attempted a bicycle in the last one. So that's always fun. And she would be a player to watch as well on this Brazil team that's just loaded with firepower. Yeah, and shout out to all the Brazilian NWSL players. There's a bunch of them that we didn't even name. Rafael, Adriana, among those with Dabinha, Caroline. So I, a ton of good NWSL talent in this game if you are a fan of the American Domestic League too. So a ton to watch for in this one. France absolutely need at least one, if not all three points in Brazil with the win would put themselves square into the knockouts. So an early wake-up call at 6 a.m. for those of us on the East Coast and even earlier for those uh, further west in the United States, but certainly one you don't want to miss, uh, France and Brazil, uh, to uh, match up here. Um, probably the best game we've had at the World Cup so far. And then the last uh, game for us to preview, the last game of really the day tomorrow, and it's Panama and it's Jamaica, a CONCACAF matchup. Reminiscent of games in uh, competitions like the CONCACAF W for Panama, I think this is a massive, uh, I guess, get-back-to-form game after they uh, their struggles in that first one against Brazil, just getting absolutely cooked 4-0. And then for Jamaica, this is a real chance to take three points and put yourself in great position to advance. And based off what we saw keeping France to a nil-nil scoreline, Claire, I really think that Jamaica can pull out a big win in this one and maybe pull off an upset here in the group that we thought would have been decided already. Yeah, Jamaica has been ready to come out and play this World Cup. That France game was a statement. Now they are missing probably their best player, Bunny Shaw, for this. She went out with a red card in that France game. She's a, their key attacker. It runs through her. But I think they will still be able to get a result against this Panama team. The only thing they could run into is they really need to play for a win here. And it's going to be a little harder, definitely harder, missing her. Yeah, it's unfortunate that she got sent off in that last one and will miss this match for Jamaica. But I would still say, Claire, that Jamaica have what it takes to take all three points in this one, right? Definitely. It's just going to be trickier. Yeah. Uh, you never want to be without your best attacker, especially in uh, a big World Cup match like this one. And really, like we said, if Jamaica take all three and France don't against Brazil, it's Jamaica in second place. And it's Jamaica that would play a Brazil team that would probably already be qualified, maybe less to play for really only needing a point or two, uh, I guess a point or, two, a point or three, um, to advance. So uh, a big, big game for Jamaica. I don't think we really see the road there for Panama, but they could make a little bit of noise. Looking at the times that these two teams have played in competitive matches, uh, a penalty win for Jamaica and the 2018 CONCACAF W, and then a friendly win in 2019. So Panama hoping that the past doesn't predict the future in this one, and they're able to get their first win in official competition against Jamaica uh, in the biggest stage in all of women's soccer. Claire, anything else you want to touch on in this game or any of the other uh, games we've talked about? No, I think this is definitely a night where the groups are going to start really cementing themselves. 
So the results are going to be good to see. And I'm just so excited to watch that France Brazil game. Yeah, I completely agree with all those sentiments. And hey, who knows? I think it's going to start to cement itself, but especially in a group like Group F, we could, you know, be thrust into a whole lot of chaos and kind of be waiting for match day three because all that we need is a few results uh, to go our way and suddenly it could be Jamaica somehow unseating France in that group. So a lot to look out for uh, in this upcoming match day. But Claire, thank you so much for going through it all with me. Thank you listeners for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to recap those super exciting games and start to preview uh we're going into the third round of matches in just a day or two so we'll be back to preview all of that tomorrow on woso daily thanks everyone for listening we'll see you